Everything that God does on the earth today, He does it by His Word and His Spirit. In the Pastor William Evans podcast, your host, Pastor William Evans, takes you through the importance of the Word of God in your everyday life. Whether you're experiencing the lowest valley or the highest mountain, the Word of God is essential. As we depend on it and read it daily, we form an unbreakable bond with God. We understand His will, what He wants us to do, and our purpose in life. Without further delay, here's another uplifting episode of the Pastor William Evans Podcast. Our greetings, everyone. Would you mind your please? Grace and Heavenly Father, we thank you. We appreciate you, Father God, for a blessed day, a day that you've made, Lord. Help us to rejoice and be glad. I ask Father God to forgive us of our sins, Lord, and to cleanse us, Father God, of all unrighteousness. I pray, Father God, this morning that the words of my mouth, Father God, the meditation of my heart, let it be accepted in the sight of Lord. I ask you, Father God, that you would be, Father God, for your glory, Lord, for your honor. And I ask, Father God, that you give all of us an ear to hear and a heart to understand. These prayers are in Jesus' name, Lord. And Father, I thank you for it. Amen? Amen. And amen. Hello, everyone. It's a great honor to be here. I'd like to take this moment to thank God for his presence, the Lord Jesus Christ for his sacrifice, and the Holy Spirit for leading and guiding us into all truth. As we move forward, I would also like to thank all of you for your for assembling here. In a few moments, we, we will embark upon a journey that will take us back to biblical history, recorded to help us today. The Bible is not a collection of stories in a religious book. It's the origin of all humanity, or all that we see before us. And I want you to understand uh, the, the significance of what that means. In the Bible, you're gonna, you're gonna find, when you study the Word of God, uh, you're gonna find the examples of failures. You're gonna see examples of triumphs. You're gonna see examples of pain and suffering and victories. Amen? Amen. It's But I want you to understand that it also will show us that we're not alone in all the things we're going through. These examples in the Word of God is to help us to learn how to navigate this life, to navigate the things that we go through because we're not the first one going through it. You know how sometimes you feel like you're the only one going through something? Are you the only one can really understand what's going on because you're going through it? Begin to read the Bible and, and study the Word of God, and you begin to see that there's a whole bunch of people before you that went through it. Not only in the Bible, we can look back to our uh, uh, forefathers and mothers, the things they went through, their failures, their, their, their victories, their pains and suffering. Amen? Amen. To gain a perspective on how this to do this, I would like for you to think with me on the subject. Do you want to be healed? Often when we are going through things, it seems like we are all alone, abandoned, forgotten, invisible, and even helpless. 
But my question today, do you want to be healed? Amen? Amen. There are two things that will help in these situations. Knowledge and the execution of faith. What is knowledge? Knowledge is gained through experience, familiarity, association, awareness, study, the accumulation of facts and understanding. Today we will study four types of faith. I'm sorry, four types of knowledge. Conceptual knowledge, procedural knowledge, metacognitive knowledge, and factual knowledge. Amen? Mm -hmm. Let me say that again because uh, we have said it too fast. Conceptual knowledge, procedural knowledge, metro cognitive knowledge, and factual knowledge. We begin with conceptual knowledge which is a conscious ability to recognize, identify, and verbalize what something is and how it works. For example, we learn conceptual knowledge through reading, viewing, listening, experiencing, etc. Next, we have procedural knowledge, which is knowing how to do something. This is knowledge gained by practicing or exercising a task or a skill. For example, when learning how to drive, we can read the driver's manual to obtain conceptual knowledge, but until we get in the car and begin to drive, we won't get better. Amen? Amen. We're going to need to understand the procedural knowledge. Then we have the metacognitive knowledge, which is a deeper level of thinking that includes our ability to create, to evaluate, to analyze, to apply, to understand, and to remember how we learn. For example, some people will use cue cards, mental images, certain words, etc. This is something that is that is done to help us remember facts, names, or even events. Amen? Amen. And finally, there is factual knowledge, which is known, which is knowledge that has based on facts and verified by observation or experience rather than theory or pure logic. Now I want you to understand something about factual knowledge. This is something that is true. How do you know it's true? Because you have the information to back it up. Amen? Mm -hmm. If I uh, uh, say that I was in uh, uh, New Orleans on uh, a certain day and I have a picture, a video, a date stamp, or whatever. Isn't what I just said a fact? 
God can prove that I was there. Amen. Amen. Everybody can't say they've been to the moon. Huh? Amen. Amen. Now we come to the execution of faith. What is execution? When you see the word execution, the first thought in people's mind is to carry out a sentence for someone that has done a horrific crime. And when you talk about execution, we're talking about uh, the death penalty. Where people will get injected with a needle, or back in the day they would, they would uh, uh, execute you by putting you in an electric chair, things of that nature. Amen? Amen. You go any further back, uh, execution was a frying squad. Then uh, we go back to the biblical, uh, execution was crucifixion. Amen. 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 But for this lesson, when we talk about execution, this is something that is being carried out or put into effect of a plan, order, or course of action. Now I'm going to try to hear it real good. We're not going to go out and, 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 and penalize somebody for doing wrong or or execute them, or uh, inject them with a needle, or crucify them. None of those. No, we're going to execute a plan of action in order to bring forth a certain result. Amen? Amen. Now, I want y'all to understand something. We, we, we're doing that by faith. What is faith? This is great trust or confidence in something or someone. This could be our spouses our ability, our government, our schools, our church, etc. Faith is present in every aspect of our lives. I want to emphasize something. Faith is not limited to religion. For example, when an architect begins to design a plan for a building, there's a detailed plan based on research, that is believed to be sufficient to do what? Erect the building. Amen? Amen. Nobody gets up and just go out and put up a skyscraper without having a plan. Amen? Amen? They go out and do the work. They make sure that at every spec is how it's supposed to be so that building, when it comes up, it won't do what? Collapse. When the wind blows, when it rains, uh, uh, storms, or things of that nature. Amen? Amen. There are monuments that are standing right now, been standing up for thousands of years. This is not about just uh, uh, doing stuff uh, 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 half-heartedly. This is about planning and, and executing something by faith, believing that what I'm doing is going to stand. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now, I want you to understand something. This faith that I'm talking about, that is not limited to religion, is something that comes from our Creator. This is evident by Romans chapter 12, verse 3, where it says, Through grace given to me, to every one among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, 
But to think with sound judgment, according to the measure of faith God has distributed to every man. Amen. Amen. God has given every human being the ability to believe him. To believe in themselves. To believe in their ability. To believe in their purpose. Amen. Amen. Every human being has that, has that faith. A measure of it. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to understand something. Our knowledge and the execution of our faith will be measured. You got to understand that. I'm going to tell you why I'm saying it. Because even as I stand here teaching this lesson, my knowledge of the subject matter is being what? It's being measured. But I execute the teachings of this lesson by faith because I have done the work to flush out, to have a clear understanding of what I'm teaching. Amen? And we progress to the biblical in this lesson. I, I want to draw your attention to the Bible and what knowledge means. In the biblical, knowledge refers to examples, truths, and commands that God wants us to know, believe, and to heed. Amen? Amen. Now I want you to see that the author and spiritual coach, David Sanford wrote, Listen to what he said. Good knowledge is what God wants us to know, believe, and heed. Evil knowledge is what Satan wants us to, to know, believe, and heed. It didn't start with Eve's first bite. Instead, it started with everything the serpent said that Eve decided to do what? Believe. Amen? Amen. Because if she did not believe the serpent in the garden, She'd have never ate of the fruit, nor would she give it to her husband. Amen? Amen. What hinders us is that we allow the enemy to use different things in our lives to call us to believe something that's not what God is telling us to believe. Amen? Amen. God wants us to believe our, his word, not our eyes, not our feelings. Amen? Amen. Your eyes can lie to you. Your feelings can lie to you. Amen? Amen. Watch this here. We are faced with a, the same decision that Eve was. But we have the power to believe. We have the power to believe Numbers 23, 19. We have the power to believe Numbers 23, 19. And this is what it says. It says that God is not a man. He will not lie. God is not a human being. His decision will not change. If he says he will do something, then he will do it. Amen? Amen. If he makes a promise, then he will do what he promised. Y'all see that? We want to see God as a man where people let us down, where people fail us, where people lie to us, people deceive us. That's not who God is. But you got to believe that. Amen? Amen. Or Isaiah 55, verses 10 through 11. Amen? 
Isaiah 55, verses 10 through 11. And this is what it says. Rain and snow fall from the sky and don't return until they have watered the ground. Then the ground caused the plants to, grow, to sprout and grow. And they produced seeds for the farmer and food for the people to eat. He said, in the same way my word leaves my mouth. And it don't come back without results. My words make the things happen that I want to happen. They succeed in doing what I send them to do. Do y'all believe that? Amen? Amen. See, if you believe God and you believe in what his word says, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are saying. Right? The Bible tells us in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 3, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I believe that's Proverbs uh, uh, 5, I mean uh, 3 and 5. But this is my point. My point is, is that you have to get to that place where you believe God over what your eyes see, what your heart feels, what your body feels, what, what other people are saying. You got to believe God over all that. Amen? Because if you want to be healed, you will have to believe something greater than your circumstances. Amen. Amen. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. This knowledge and this lesson is given to lead us to a better understanding of who God is. And it should shape our view of how we should believe Him. What you must understand is this, that the Savior wants you to look at your circumstances. He wants you to look at your limitations. He wants you to look at the things that seem like they're impossible. He wants you to focus, and, and I'm going to say this here, and I want you to understand, because if you read the Bible, you will look at in the third chapter of Genesis, God tells uh, Adam and Eve not to touch the, the fruit in the midst of the garden, but every other tree, you have the ability to eat and be fruitful, right? Satan comes along and he tells Eve, you know what, uh, you got all this stuff, but I want you to focus on the one in the midst of the garden. I want you to focus on that tree. And by her doing what Satan did, said, it caused sin to enter into the world through her and Adam, but uh, 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 mostly through Adam. Because Adam was the one that's supposed to be in charge. Amen? Amen. Why am, I saying, why am I saying all this? I'm saying this because you have to understand what you believe matters. What you believe is going to shape your whole life. If you believe that you are just a, a, a nine to fiver, you will always be a nine to five. Amen? Mm -hmm. if, you, if you believe that you're just a, 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 oop, a, a, a oop the driver or if you're just an a individual that's going to live in a certain community or whatever, if you believe that, that's, that's what you're going to be living it to. But I'm telling you this morning that God is telling you that you're not living it to that. He's telling us that with men things are impossible, but with God all things are possible if we believe it. Amen? Amen. 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 Now we look to a biblical example of the execution of faith. Look with me. 
to St. John chapter 5. Beginning at verse 1 through 8. Let me give you that scripture again. St. John chapter 5. Beginning at verse 1 through 8. Amen. Amen. There you will find these words. After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem by the sheep gate there's a pool, which in Hebrew is called Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great crowd of individuals, blind, lame, and paralyzed, waiting for the movement of the water. For the angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. After stirring up the water, whoever stepped in first was healed of whatever disease he had. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pause here a moment. John is describing a place that had a great multitude of people. For us to bring it to our modern day, it's like a sports arena or a sports event or the release of the iPhone itself. Everyone there had a legitimate reason for being there. Amen? Amen. But, but, but I want you to understand that, that these people were there with, with, with different type of Elements. And I, I, I want to emphasize something here. Now, now the Bible talks about the, the illnesses and he names them out. He said that there was those that were there that was uh, uh, illness, blind, lame, and paralyzed. Amen? Mm -hmm. I, I want you to understand that uh, that's what he meant, but we know that it may be other things that was there. All of us in our lives go through different things. All of us in our lives go through things that will, will cause us to be paralyzed. Amen? Mm -hmm. There are things in our lives that will cause us to be able to blind, lame. Amen? You don't have to uh, be physically blind to, to be blind. Amen? Mm -hmm. And you don't have to not be able to, to have the activity of your limb to be paralyzed. Amen? I want you to understand that, 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 that John is trying to show us something. But I want to capitalize on that fifth verse. That fifth verse says, a certain man was there who had an illness for 38 years. He had a certain illness for 38 years. Amen. And, and, and the Bible says that when Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had been in that condition now a long time. I was trying to hear that. Hear that real good. He said when Jesus saw him and knew that he had been in that condition now a long time. In other words, this was not the first time Jesus saw the man. Huh? But the time had come for Jesus to do something about the man situation. Amen. Mm -hmm. I, I want you to understand that no matter what you're going through in life, God sees you. God understands what you're going through. 
God knows that you're hurting and you're in pain. And I'm not talking about from the, the, the physical perspective. It may be spiritual. It, it may be psychological. Amen. But he sees you. And he knows that there are those that are out there that have been going through things in their life for many years. Amen. But Jesus says something. He says to the man, do you want to be healed? Now, I want y'all to hear that real good. If I'm sitting here uh, going through some things in my life and, and, and I'm, I'm asking God to, to help me, and I'm, I'm at this pool and, and, I, and I want to be able to be healed, I, I feel like I put myself in position to get my life changed, but, but here I am not just still in this same state, this same frame of mind for 38 years. And here Jesus comes and asks me a question. He said, do you want to be healed? Amen. Amen. Now, I want y'all to see the, the, the man, and I want you to see, I'll see yourself in that man. Because I want you to understand, that's how we normally respond when, 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 when Jesus or God asks us something. The seventh verse says, the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is there. But while I am coming, someone else steps down before me. Y'all see that? Did he answer the question? Now, when Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? The man made excuses why he was still in the state he was in. Amen. Mm -hmm. In this passage, we see that the man was so fixated on his limitations that he couldn't see what was right before him. The man had been there for 38 years, exhibiting all four types of knowledge. He was able to conceptualize with the conceptual knowledge. He understood the process because he told Jesus that if, if he had the ability to get or somebody to help him to get to the pool, he could be made whole. So he knew the process or the procedure. Amen. Mm -hmm. He knew the method cognitive. He understood that if all he had to do was just go out and do what he was supposed to be doing, and guess what will happen? They were going to change in his life. He knew that it was a fact. Because he's seen it happen to other people. Amen. So he was able to execute or exhibit the, the four types of knowledge. What was lacking was the execution of his faith. See, we can accumulate all the knowledge. We can't. But if we don't know anything else but that knowledge don't know how to take it and do something with it. It becomes null and void. Amen. This man sits there with the power to change his situation for 38 years. What is sad is that there are many that are in the same situation today. I want you to know that whatever you're going through, that the Lord sees you. God has given you the power to change it. As we close, I want to encourage you to follow the instructions of John 
5 and 8. There you will find these words. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. I want y'all to hear that real good. Jesus asked the man, Do you want to be healed? And the man began to talk about why he wasn't healed. So Jesus comes back and tells him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. The man began to execute his faith and got up and started walking. Amen. Amen. I want you to understand that you got to stop waiting for something to happen to execute your faith to make it happen. You got to stop waiting for other people to help you to accomplish what you need to do or give you their approval to do something. There are times when we get apprehensive in face of the unknowns of life. I would encourage you, no matter what you face in life, to adhere to Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, it is he who goes with you. He will not fail you, nor forsake you. I want you to hear something this morning. I, I want to elaborate on something. There are those that are out there that have lost loved ones and they're still grieving about their loved ones. There are those that are out there that have been physically, mentally, and psychologically abused. And it's still holding on for, to all those things. There are people out there, or there are out there that have lost a house or a car, lost a job, and it's still in the same state, not able to get over it. There are people that are going through so many things, they've been abused physically. Amen. Amen. And still can't get over it. There are those that are out there that have been abandoned and they still can't get over it. So they ask the question, do you want to be healed? I remember as a young child sitting in the living room with my grandmother and it came over me that one day that my grandmother was going to die and I began to weep. And my grandmother asked me what was wrong, and I said, Mama, I said, I, I got to die before you because I don't think I can take it if you die. I said, boy, you're gonna be alright. When my grandmother passed away, I wasn't the same little boy at that time. God was working on me. God was allowing me to understand that my grandmother was gonna leave this world, but I knew one thing that I had my grandmother in me. And no matter where that I couldn't see her in the physical, but I can see her in me, in, in the things I do and the things I say because she implanted herself in me. Amen. When my father passed away, my father passed away and I was in a position of being confused, uh, uh, discombobulated. Everything did was crashing around me, trying to figure out what was going on in my life. 
God came into my heart and saved me. And I told my brothers and sisters this. I said, well, my father's eyes, when I was there, their eyes closed up. It seemed like God opened my eyes. I was walking around being this individual that's just going out doing anything. Whatever I felt I wanted to do. But when God got hold of me, I, I realized I couldn't be that individual anymore. I had to become what God ordained me to be. But the first thing I had to do was, I had to accept what Jesus asked me, do you want to be healed? Amen. And so when I allowed him to come into my heart and save me, when I allowed him to come into my heart and change me, God healed me. He healed me from all the pain and suffering that I went through as a child. Amen. He, he healed me from all the backbiting. Amen. Those that thought that I was never going to make it. Amen. God had me to understand that that they prophecy, but it wasn't his. Amen. I want y'all to know something this morning. I want you to understand something. That God sees you. No matter where you are and what you're going through, I say God sees you, but he's still asking that question. But you got to be the one that answers. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. You got to answer the question today. Do you want to be healed? Are you tired of crying before your mother this morning? Are you tired of crying before your grandchildren this morning? Are you tired of crying for your daddy this morning? Are you tired of crying before your husband this morning? Are you tired of crying before your wife this morning? Whatever it is that got you bound, do you want to be healed? I want you to understand something. Today, I want you to do what Jesus said. Take up, take up your bed. And I want you to walk. Let that devil know I'm going to believe what God said. I'm going to believe him. Amen. 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 <coughs> Amen. This is your time. To take up whatever that is hidden in you. And do what God has purpose for you to do. Remember, the Lord sees you and asking you. Do you want to be healed? Would you bow your head, please? Well, Christ in Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we appreciate you for your word. We thank you for everything you're doing in our lives, Lord. And yes, Father, yes, we want to be healed. Yes, we want to be set free. Yes, we want to be delivered, Lord. We thank you right now in advance, Father God. We believe, Lord, that you're going to work everything out for our good, Lord. Need prayer, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord. And I thank you for it. Now, may the grace of God the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit. Let it rest rule in the body of us henceforth and forever. In the name of the child of God, signify by saying, Amen. Amen. And amen. You just listened to another episode of the Pastor William Evans Podcast. Pastor William Evans Podcast was recorded live in the studio with final editing before uploading. Subscribe today to the Pastor William Evans Podcast or visit tcuic.org for more godly inspired content. Don't miss the next episode. And God bless.